I'm Christine Russo, and you're listening to What Just Happened on MarketScale. Welcome to What Just Happened. Warren Tomlin is managing partner at EY. Three months ago, EY announced a Shopify Global Alliance. Let's learn more. It's nice to meet you. Yeah, you too. I have so many questions. So three months ago, you guys announced a a global alliance with Shopify. Now that's shocking to me because my old days in consulting, like we basically had verticals and then there were partners who led the verticals and then you went after business and you consulted with those companies. And in my view, looking at it, it looks like the old older firms have rebranded and turned in a lot, have pulled a lot of what would normally be in an agency. Are you are you hybriding into like this this rounded out service? User experience and and transformation is the lifeblood of an organization, not an adjacent nice to have. And so I think that's why you see the big SIs and certainly the big four and specifically us going harder after that with our clients to say, look, it's not about how it looks, it's about how it works. And and you know, I think it's not about doing things differently in 2023. It's about doing different things, right? How do you do things with your brand that you couldn't have had or didn't have permission to do even a decade ago? The word brand would not be coming out of anyone's mouth from a big four, six, eight yeah. back day. I'm just trying to connect the dots to why it, yeah. do now. There is why. Well, yeah. It's what, I mean, but it, if you think about like, and it's, it's, you're exactly right. So yeah, like there's a lot to be said on this, this topic, but I would say, you know, consumers and whether you're B2B, B2C or, or even in education, people don't judge your brand, your organization and the experiences they have there by your peer group necessarily, right? They compare the retail banking experience to the Apple store. Right. They compare your mobile app to Spotify or the airline that they check into. And so the consulting firms, yes, we've made a pivot to brand, but in reality, we've always worked with those brands often in the back office, right? Optimizing and transforming. And I think now we're realizing there's too much risk to just transform the back office and not be concerned with the front office or too much risk just doing strategy on the front and not making it real in the back. And so I think that's why you see ourselves and others just kind of coming together to say, we're going to do it end to end, whether it's front office, back office, or whether it's user experience all the way through to the plumbing in the back. You touched on so many major points. So, and there's so much we could dig into, but one of the things that I've talked about with a B2B agency head who wrote the book, Humanizing B2B, is the controversy around using the word brand to CEOs of companies that are enterprise and having them understand that like, okay, maybe you're B2B, but like, actually you are a brand and here's why. So let, and let us tailor your messaging so that it's more brandy brand appropriate, which leads me to the other point you made, which is, and I believe, and I just wrote an article that there's really no such thing as B2B because there's no, there's no B2B if there's yeah. no in the equation, like you don't exist. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Mostly now, I mean, we're a service-based economy. Two-thirds are based on consumerism, uh, consumables, or interaction. So that point you made to compare 
a UX, a consumer experience from a bank app to an Apple app, it, you know, the Apple store or bank store, bank, physical bank to an Apple store is really, really incredible. Never thought of that. And it makes perfect sense. But that approach are the big four is why hiring creatives? The big four have historically traded on rigidity, being very disciplined, very serious, whether that's an audit or a tax engagement. And and we still trade on that for sure. But back to the intersection of where we're going in brands, when you hear a, a large auto, auto manufacturer saying that they're now a data company, or you hear a government CIO saying that they're a technology organization, not a government, I think they're trying to signal the size of the change, right? And so then you need a full suite of skills in the most diverse sense from creatives and designers and 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 human-centered design experts all the way through down to regulatory and compliance. You know, Shopify, Canadian organization headquartered here in Ottawa, amazing Canadian success story, and has done an equally incredible job building up a tech stack that is clearly ready for prime time. And, and I think sometimes they unfairly aren't given the opportunities to go after the biggest replatforming because they're, they're so known in sort of that mid-market boutique brand. And so when we looked at Shopify, we said, look, any CIO or CTO in a Fortune 500, yes, they will probably use a agency of some sort to do some design. Yes, they may have some people internally that need to do some plumbing or some refit, but they probably need scale to make that kind of a transformation. The global partnership has like two branches, right? I would say one branch is the SI side, the systems implementation side. We looked at Shopify as being more than capable for enterprise, but enterprise needing a partner with global scale. We see the headwinds of, of a recession, the importance of being able to transact in channels like TikTok and Instagram what we've done. We've partnered with Shopify around the world. So if you're a brick and mortar or you're a brand looking to replatform and and you want sort of carefully said the trust of a big scaled partner to do that with you, we've committed to training 10,000 people on Shopify. So we have a small army to do that, right? On the regulated side, post pandemic, you know, it's really complicated in e-commerce now, right? And the regulators that have been focused on the social media platforms are now starting to look at the marketplaces. And so a very simple example is you pick your favorite sunglass manufacturer, maybe they make Wayfarers or something, and and you go and you can go buy those online today. But as soon as you want to add your prescription data to those sunglasses, it becomes a very complicated HIPAA health data. And so how can Shopify with their tech stack, us with our regulatory compliance, make it easier for retailers to onboard? and provide a differentiation for Shopify and take the friction out of it for the merchant. Okay, so that's a great example, iPrescription. Totally a great example of like a regulated. So that, that would be like, that'd be like a one out of 10. And then you can imagine like a 10 out of 10 would be, you know, hardcore prescription drugs that someone would need to be able to order online. That would have a, a heavy audit trail you would want to be validating the authenticity of the buyer or seller. And so you can imagine the complexity of the systems integration work to get it to work in the system, but also just the reporting and regulatory and compliance side would be gnarly, right? Imagine being able to sell online with Shopify bringing their unbeatable tech stack 
and us bringing our unbeatable stack of fraud analytics, reporting, all the all the kind of good attributes that you'd associate with with EY and kind of running that for a for a brand. Okay. Let's go back to the other leg of the stool, the SI. The big company is going to make a change and Shopify wants to have their hat in the ring. Wouldn't they really be like, okay, I'm going to go through this pain. Wouldn't they choose headless over just moving to another platform? You raise a super important point that, that I should just spend a second on is, um, I consider when you go to change your commerce platform, it's probably a hyper change event, right? It's not just this platform versus this one and the speeds and feeds of either. It becomes a hyper change, hyper spend event. And, and so when a retailer is saying, look, this, either this legacy technology debt of a platform, or I want to be to your point, more contemporary in my architecture and be able to go on TikTok and Instagram. We've not seen or spoken to a retailer yet that is saying, look, I just want to switch platforms, leave me alone. It's like, maybe I need a new target operating model. Maybe I need a new strategy. Maybe I need new tax and customs in trade, right? Like there's a, there's a whole halo of change that comes around that event. And we work with all the agencies, right? We want them in our family, but often the agency will do just the task of the, of the, of the swap. Right. And so we're there to say, should you be considering dot, 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 when you're making that change to a headless or a more contemporary solution? Got it. Do you have a lot of inbound inquiries? On the inbound, outbound. I would say it's both. I would say it's half inbound where they're like, finally a partner to do this with. And it's also us going and picking the clients that we really think we could make a difference with. I would say it's either enterprises that were considering Shopify seriously that say, wow, having that kind of a scaled partner to make the change with gives us confidence. So that's great. And I would also say it's it's brands and organizations that we want to work with and the Shopify wants to work with where we can bring them into one of our innovation centers and have the client, us and Shopify together. And, you know, it's one of the key tenets of design thinking, right? People own what they create. And so if we can get the client in there with us rolling up our collective sleeves, then we all tend to own the success, right? And, and the vision of where we're going. To hear the words design thinking as it relates to this world, it's like, yeah. wow. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, yeah. I get three years in there, you know, I, right? Are you more comfortable if I use general ledger and stuff like that? Should I be using? <laughs> no, I don't even know. Like, I just don't know because I yeah. left that world to go into creative. So these are both of my, and you know, so I know how different they were. How do you change that culture? Is there like a Chinese wall? There's all sorts of opportunity, right? Whether it's organic or inorganic, like one of, one of the key tenants that we had in our announcement was we are going to train 10,000 EY people globally on it. So we've already trained nearly 1800, nearly 2000 since November. And so that is really mobilizing a team that either on the strategy side could advise, right? People that think probably like you and I and go in and advise. And then on on a team that can actually go in and make it happen, right? So I think our commitment to train 10,000 and open the 50 studios around the world to enable the Shopify and Times EY capability is the start. On my experience in agencies is they are starting to look more like consultancies 
and consultancies traditional are starting to look more a little bit more like agencies. And so it's almost like the clients in the middle and you're either coming at it from traditional this way, looking more strategic or strategy consulting coming this way, looking more creative. Right. And I think we're probably both crossing the client just from a different place. When you're looking to take a, an established brand with a huge e-commerce platform and it's been homemade or it's a, it's a sort of a calcifying platform and put them onto something new, there's a lot more than lift and shift that comes with that. Right. And so when we're talking about training people, we're not training them all on the skills that an agency would bring. We're training them on global tax implications, global compliance implications, global customs and, and trade implications. And so it's, it's a broad array of skills more than the agency. Now I'll say to you, if there's an agency working with a brand or a client that we want to work with, we will bring that agency in because the reality is the things that we bring the most value to may be complementary to that versus like cannonballing into the pool, right? And saying we're here, right? So, <laughs> so, yeah. I like that approach. That approach makes a lot of sense to me. I would want best of, what's that? phrase that was overused like five years ago best best in class yeah yeah i would want the best of breed creatives and the best knowledge of implications i would want them to play nicely in the pool and i think that there is something bigger at play here if in fact agencies are becoming consultants and consultants are becoming agencies it tells me that the total addressable market is a lot smaller than it used to be i think there's a chasm that's created between the planning and the doing, right? And I think there's historically been teams that plan, do strategy, do the front end, and then a team that does. And I think that causes delay, risk. And I think our clients are just saying, look, we want to close that chasm and and bring the the, the functionality and the capability together. And so I think that I think it's addressable market, maybe fair enough, but I think it's also just accelerating and de-risking at the same time by kind of going more end-to-end in what needs to be done. It's very refreshing to, for me, as a creative and content producer, see world-class consulting first recognize the importance of the creative part and expand into that and be open to partnerships. Since this is a recent um, alliance and, and an excellent one. I think the job here is to tell the story on all the things that we've touched on, on why why and how it makes sense to be considered in that pool. And, and a great way to go about it is to also say, and we bring in the best agencies. Yeah, and sure. you see fit. Yeah. See you guys as like an outsourced, multi-divisional resource for retailers touching on all of the aspects of digital transformation, but it's not digital transformation, it's digital elevation. You're thinking digital elevation, it's like, okay, well, you're there. Let keep in mind that your systems, your SIs need to move on to the next and plan for the next five max, maybe three. And guess in three years, you're gonna be redoing this again because that's how much we're changing and services and expectations are changing. I think the good news is, I hope that our North Star is really focusing on the experience a bit. The 
the the challenge will always be to be realistic in what you can pull off. I think in your in your own environment. Walk us through how the alliance came about. Yeah, it's it's also a great question. So we looked at Shopify. We just said, look, you know, we're helping them with all this regulatory compliance piece. We felt them gearing up to the enterprise and and moving up up the stack, not leaving behind the merchants and the businesses they've enabled, but also taking their technology up. And we said, how could we do that? And then how could we do that in a way that brings the best of what we do too? And the best of what we do, I think, is that scaled by from the design thinking right through the implementation or the compliance and regulatory stream. And so we approached them. We're really happy with the, the way the market's reacting to it. I think Shopify, I mean, they are so relevant, right? In terms of transacting at the point of influence, the brands they work with, the businesses they enable from you and I having an idea through to being publicly traded, right? Like they're so known for that. They aren't as known as the replatformer for a big pharmacy or a big, big, big retailer, bricks and mortar retailer. And so I think that they bring that best of breed technology, sort of a scrappy culture, I would say. And we bring the discipline and regulatory and, and together, I think truly we play to our unique strengths and, and I have to tell you, we're not trying to be them. I don't think they're trying to be us, but together, I think it's, I think it's valuable. A lot of them are already your clients. And and you know what, honestly, I should say that when you asked where it came from, um, a lot of our clients were starting to ask us themselves, what should we do with replatforming? Should we look at Shopify? And, and it just felt like the time was right, honestly, for both of us. So I'm going to tell now it, now all the dots are connected. Here's now what it is. So Deloitte and Accenture have like Metaverse Studios, Web3. Why? Because their clients ask for it. So what's happening is service providers at that huge level are being asked questions by their clients. They don't want to refer. They want to build and service. That's what's happening. Now I get it. And it makes sense. Why send away that business? Why not evolve the the competencies we have, right? Like 25 years ago, we wouldn't have had analytics experts or AI experts. Today we do. And this just feels like a natural evolution to that. One of the greatest interviews I've ever had. I do want to know more about the innovation centers. Let's do a live live yeah. interview and I can, you know, bring the bring show it in real time. Let's let's do that for sure. Sounds great. Well, thank you. I really appreciate Perfect. it. Perfect. Okay.